was waiting for you. Hey, what's wrong? Oh, it's nothing. It's just a readjustment. Welcome to the Road to Damnation Podcast. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Road to Damnation, a Horace Heresy podcast. It's a very special episode tonight. We have uh, with me tonight, Chris, and we also have a special guest, JP. And of course, Craig Bot is in the room recording us. How's everyone doing tonight? Pretty spiffy. Dandy. Your mom's dandy. <laughs> as you can tell, we're all in rare form as we begin tonight's episode. Um, so we kind of wanted to take this, uh, you all heard our Minitron episode of me and Chris going on some Rampage um, and then hearing about games tonight. But what you didn't hear from our three-hour recording of us playing a game is um, we actually invited JP along to have, you know, kind of experience what playing 30K is like. And most of us, we've probably been playing, like, some form of, like, uh, like 40K growing up. So, like, we're not used to the whole noob experience, like, playing a game because we've been playing it for some time. And uh, we figured it would be a pretty cool uh, podcast to kind of get the asked JP a bunch of questions about his experience in his first ever game of uh, 30k. Right, Chris? Fuck yeah. So. I think it's important to point out that this was his first ever wargaming experience. That is very important to point out, because you know, like I said, we've been playing for some time, so we, we I've almost forgotten what it's like to be a complete new player in the game. Like, even when I took a break and came back, like, I still understood the basics because I played it for so long, like, when I was younger. So, like, I didn't really get that, like, true noob experience. Yeah, every every day is a fucking noob experience for me, kind of, but it's a whole other story. So we have JP, the noob that was playing with us and experiencing. We decided to go a weird route and do a 2v2 because we figured that a partner would help the experience go along. I uh, think we might have been wrong on that one. <laughs> uh, actually, I I thought it worked out pretty well. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I think it honestly, like, it helped when I went into the second game when it was just one, one-on-one. Oh, yeah? yeah? So you had more of an idea what to do? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, with the 2v2, like, there was so much going on, like, you could see so many different options in like one turn because everyone was doing something different so right. that that kind of helped so, so in this segment we me and chris are just going to ask him a bunch of questions about his experience because you know it, it's fascinating because like like i said i haven't had that experience in a while and i know chris hasn't so and for all the people that are looking to get into the the 30k scene and they feel like the game is too complicated or that they don't know enough people, this this hopefully should answer some questions. So um, let's just start the questions. Um, Chris, do you want to go first or shall I? Because I'll ask something completely weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
the color of his mother's underwear yesterday because that's fucking i don't know how he's gonna have an answer to that question um like i don't know basically like you my impression of how all this began because you know i would send you countless pictures of my fucking game days i'd like blow your phone up with like you know probably at least a couple of dozen pictures not to mention the nudes. You can't forget the yeah. nudes. Yeah, those, those well, are mean, my favorite. His mom also shows him plenty of nudes of mine. So, <laughs> you know, I, she won't give me the, as many copies as I request the ones that she takes. So, but, um, so it's like, what happened? You basically, like, got excited for the game from, like, all the cool pictures, and then you just bought it. Like, how did it fucking go down? Like, remind me. I think I was in, um, I think I was in Somerville like a few months ago and I was and drunk and I was at the game store and I'm like, tell tell me what to buy. I'm here and I'm gonna spend money. Just tell me what to buy. <laughs> and that's pretty much how it happened. But um they didn't have what I wanted. So before I sobered up, I ordered it on Amazon <laughs> from my phone in the in the store. And that's a couple of days later it came and I had no choice but to do something with it. That's kind of like a slap in the face to the store. You don't have what I want. I'm just going to order it with Amazon. <laughs> right there in the hey, store, man. no less. Yeah. They, they, that's their fault. Exactly. <laughs> they didn't even, they didn't even, all, and, well, I already kind of gave away what store it is since I named the town, yeah. but they didn't even like ask, like, hey, we can order it for you, because I would have you know, told them, sure. But uh, they didn't, they were just, nah, we don't have it. And I was like, okay. And I got right on my phone and ordered it. Yeah, that's... I, yeah. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. That's what and happens I, when, when there's a bunch of neckbeards just playing while they're supposed to be taking care of the store. That's what happens. They don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you're right. I can't tell you how many times, like, I've been into certain game stores. There's one dude... Like, I, I remember talking to an owner, and he's like, yeah, just email me what you want. And I'm like, but I'm here in the store now. I could just tell you, and you can write it down. No, just email me. It's easier that way, huh? Yeah, easier for you. So I get home. I email it to him. Then I call, like, a week later. I'm like, so did you get it yet? And they're like, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, he fucking told me to email it. And then, long story short, I gave him one more chance. And two months later, I just bought the shit straight from Games Workshop. But, yeah, you get, like, fucking neckbeards and, you know. You know, yep. I was kind of, I was kind of, that's a brilliant way to start, like, how you go into the hobby. Well, I was having a beer, and I got really drunk, and I was like, I want to play that. It's like, <laughs> I, I didn't really get that story, because I was, like, yay big in, a, like, a bookstore trying to play a game, so. Well, there's, there's actually, um, when, years before that, I played a couple different games with Chris, and, um, what was the one with the, uh, Space Marines? I forget. Oh, Space Hulk? Yeah, Space game? Hulk. We did that. <clears throat> and then we did that other game that your friend gave you. And, like, you know, I could see the potential for it to be fun. Oh, Necromunda. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we played, like, second edition, I think it was. First or second edition, Necromunda. Damn. That was yeah. Fun... I, dude, back in, like, 2010. That was eight years ago now. Yeah, pretty crazy. I set up the kitchen table, which was like a four by four, and then I took like this bullshit fold out table that was like aluminum. So like if you push down on it, it made a weird loud popping sound, and everything on it like shook off. 
And I connected that to the kitchen table, and our Necromunda table was like this weird fucking like L-shaped thing with a block stuck to it, you know? And it was cool, because like the, having the separation of the tables was like a gap, but then like the... I have a lot of the original Necromunda terrain, so that, like that's you know if you didn't want to have to jump over the gap and lose your model, <laughs> it was cool because in 45 minutes after reading the rulebook, in 45 minutes I had taught him the game and we had played a full game and had fun. So it's not bad. It's not bad for teaching someone the game. I, I know JP's first experience was definitely not <laughs> 45 minutes. Yeah, that was like three <laughs> hours, I think, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, so yeah. my my question is, so you've, you've gone in, you voted what you wanted in your state of absolute bliss, and you've, <laughs> it's come from Amazon. Yo, what was the next step? Like, what what was the next step to really get you into the hobby? Um. Like the the box art was pretty cool. I was like, man, I want to, I want my miniatures to look like this. Like this is before I even open the box, and then I open the box and I see nothing's together. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> like, I've just you know, paid gonna, how much? <laughs> like, I'm going to be honest. You know, like for the people that that think the um, the I don't know the beginner barriers high. Like it it's kind of intimidating and overwhelming and. Seeing everything in pieces, I'm like, I was like, yeah, I maybe I can re-shrink wrap this and return it. <laughs> and uh, Chris was nice enough to assemble my my army for me, and and uh, after that, um, it was coming down to what to, to to actually painting it, and even that I put off forever. And then I was like, you know what? They spend the time and the money to do this. I'm gonna be respectful enough to at least paint my army the color, and you know at least to start. And that's what I did. I got the I got the paint from the hobby shop around my around the corner from my work, and I did it in two day, two coats. One uh, one coat the first night, which took me like three hours, and then the second coat, which took me like 45 minutes the next day. Yo, you, uh... you like get your your four-year-old daughters to like do a couple coats on like some miniatures or some shit right at the end the uh whatever the big one's called the big model oh the uh dreadnought yeah tempter. yeah they wanted to like they saw they came home and saw me painting of course they all i want to do is paint so they're like can we paint i'm like yeah why not i was like this already i already did a shitty job like (laughs) you can't make it worse and they finished it off for me that's fucking awesome. Yeah. So, so, dude, it, it's uh, you know, first of all, they they actually look the the uh, what is the color that they picked? It's like a teal. They yeah. look really good. So JP yeah. picked uh, Sons of Horus. Now that was a tough part because when I first spoke to you about this, you were thinking about doing white scars. Right. You know, how did you decide you were going to do Sons of Horus? Was it just a case of Chris is like, yeah, you're gonna do Sons of Horus? Um, no, he yeah. he told me um, like characteristics to pick from, and then he would tell me which army fit that. And then uh, I honestly think the reason I changed my mind from White Scars, and again, being completely honest, I think it was just too much work went into it. And I was like, yeah, I want something simple that I don't have to like. 
invest much more time or money into and he's like he's like all right then try um sons of horus and he got me a list from i guess a friend of yours right yeah uh runescape ah you messed it up runestone fucker (laughs) (laughs) yeah chris chris over there at uh runestorm painting um he was nice enough to because he plays sons of horus and he paints them and really well and he i was like brometheus and he's like he's like bro and i was like you gotta do this for me and he's like okay so he did it that's pretty much how the exchange went yeah 1500 point army out of a out of a a starter box or whatever that's pretty impressive considering like that that's a really good um value like your your army is kind of elite because it's like all veterans versus just regular attack marines. I don't think it's that. Is it really that much of a difference in like game? Well, they get like an extra attack and then they get some kind of special ability, right? And like weapons, but I don't know. I think I think with white scars too, it was like after I picked them, you sent me like ten links in a row. You're like, dude, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, no, fuck no. <laughs> I was like, I don't even start played one game. I don't even know if I'm gonna like it. I was like, can I do something uh, simpler? And then that's how Sons of Horus came to be. But it seems yeah. like a pretty good pick because it, their characteristics, whatever you told me about them back then, I was like, all right, yeah, that works too. So, they're, and they're also in the center of the fucking like the game's called Horus Heresy, and their Primarch is the guy. That his name is Horus. He's the guy. He's the main dude in the Horus Heresy, and he's the guy that fucking fights the Emperor of Mankind. You know, so it's cool because your army is like kind of like the center of the fucking universe in a lot of ways. You know. Yeah. So, and the more you like learn about the lore, like if you start listening to the audiobooks and shit, you're gonna get like really hard for the shit, and you're gonna be like, "Yo, let's have like come over with Kate. She can bring the baby." And then we'll lock Kate, the baby, my <laughs> wife, and my kids all upstairs, and we'll just sit in the game room and play some like Centurion games. Ugh. And you're gonna be like, let's reenact this and reenact that. You know, let's do this scenario from this book. I'm gonna be like, yeah, brah. And then, you know, we could hold hands and skip down the fucking street. And you know, you can help me pick out a pen to sign my divorce papers. Yeah, and we'll live happily ever after. Yeah. So. I love how the story starts. We're just going to take our wives and lock them upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it doesn't matter. They could, they don't need to leave. We'll just lock them in here and we'll be all right. <laughs> well, I, I feel like anytime we try to get gaming going, it's always like, all right, what are we going to do with our wives for the day? Like, mm-hmm. make sure that they're occupied from like morning till night. And your and your kids are old enough that you could like, like throw them in a fucking room with like a couple buckets and then like a little bit of food. It doesn't need to be heated up, and they could take care of themselves for like a good ten hours. You know. Well, I feel like the other good thing is that they're almost getting old enough where like they'll enjoy playing soon. So like, you know, I can get rid of the wife altogether and just hang out with my kids <laughs> and game with them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like the ultimate, you know. You know what, right there, that's great. Yeah, that resin, man, it it really does get you uh, 
kind of that resin crack. <laughs> well, JP's army is all plastic. Um, actually. Um, actually. Uh, so yeah, if anyone didn't know, uh, JP brought the the betrayal cow box, and Chris from Runestorm Painting was able to. Yes, I got it right the first time. Was able to. Good job. Masterfully create a list of fifteen hundred points and. Uh, during the weekend, so today is now Wednesday, we were able to um, battle test this. Once again, we did 2v2 because we thought it would be like to have someone by the side of you to help with tactics is a lot easier than doing it by yourself because you probably would have just been like, hey, I'm going to move this unit here because it, it does this, right? <laughs> and yeah. it ends up dying. Yeah, my, my whole um, philosophy is just shoot at everything. I don't care if I'm in the open or not. <laughs> well, I mean, you, I think you did pretty well, all considering. Like, yeah, yeah. So, I don't, like, you want to try and recall the fucking game? I don't know. It's been several days, but what do you think? Who, like, talk about Saturday? Like, I I can remember pretty well. Why don't you start off and, like, just talk about, like, you know, what made you decide to do certain things and, like, things that you saw other people do that kind of, like, was like, hey, I don't, that, that's cool. It was you basically know? a lot of uh, a lot of duck and cover. And um, the funny thing is, is that you don't realize, like, how precise the line of sight is until, like, you use that, that laser pointer you have. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, everyone's hidden back here. And then it's like, you put the laser pointer, like, the entire army's exposed. And it's like, oh, fuck. And you have to, like, you know, rethink what you're going to do. Um, and then, like, but especially for that first game, a lot of it was following um, Tyler's lead and, and basically any pointers that you guys were giving out. And then um, up until the point when I realized when Chris told a story about wiping out almost three-quarters of an army um, by collapsing a building on it, so when I realized Lewis had half his army in a building, I'm like, oh, wait, can I just blow that up and, like, collapse it on him? And they're like, yeah, you could. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do that. <laughs> like, you know, stuff like that. Like, there's just so much detail into the game, in the game and, and the, each sequence that, like, it, it's a lot of fun because you can get so creative with it. it is. Yeah, and it's important to point out that your whole army is basically three 10-man units of Melta vet, like, Mets, sorry, Vets with melted bombs, so they they do multi bombing, and then you've got a five man Terminator squad, and then the Contemptor, and then two uh like two big dogs, like special characters. So I remember you you attacked that unit with two different units. I'm sorry, you attacked that building with two different units, right? Yeah, I had they, luckily I had them both on that side so that I could uh, do that on my my next turn after i had that you know wonderful idea i'm like oh well everyone's already over here let me just blow up the building and kill half his army i mean i didn't but like thought the idea was there at least. well what what was in the building yeah it's, it was kind of unfair because uh so i had fire drakes uh in the building and they were there with my uh hq and uh primus medicae so they were uh, JP, my understand this, they they one, they're a two wound model. They're like probably one of the few for Terminators. 
and they have a two up three up and then with the primus medicaid they get five up feel no pain so basically if i fail a two i'm rolling a five if, I, if it's the vulnerable save and it's a three i'm getting a five if i fail that so i i made them pretty tough to kill there was like 14 wounds in that building all right how many died one yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. The fun of fire drakes, they're a little bit ridiculous of points. <laughs> yeah. It was a thought that counts though. Yes. And then um Lewis, the only reason why we won the game is really because of objectives, right? Uh yeah, I mean, you know, you were down to like one unit, if I recall. And I was down to two units. And one was about to be annihilated if the game didn't end. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it really just came down to objectives. I mean, other than that, uh, it would have been Night Lords and uh, Sons of Horus winning it. Wow. So it's safe to say JP did pretty well in his first game. Yeah, I think a lot... Of the, well, first of all, like, you know, going back to the actual game before I, like, jump further ahead, you know... Were there parts that you found confusing, or uh, were there parts that you kind of understood? Um, in the beginning, it was super confusing, and then as the game went on, like it, you know, it started to make more sense. But there was still a lot that that's like completely over my head. And if it's like if I don't have someone coaching me, I probably wouldn't know. But then when you see everyone else like checking up on rules, at, like during the game, it's like okay, well. They don't know everything off the top of their head, so it you know there's a lot to uh, take in, but I don't know. It oh, seemed okay. to make a lot more sense towards the end, and then like when we did that second game, when it was just me versus Chris, it was like I got the flow of the game a lot better. But by that point, it was like I just wanted to go home and go to sleep. <laughs> I should yeah, I mean, mention <laughs> how many twelve percent beers did you fucking have that day? Like at least. Like... Three, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You probably fucking exhausted by then. I was. I was pretty pretty tired. Nice. And then I proceeded to try and teach you Titanicus. <laughs> you mean me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That that was uh well, you know, it was interesting because like you know, if I remember like my first experience, like I was a it was like a 14 or 15 year old kid going to my local bookstore because they allowed us to use the table on a, a particular day of the week to play Warhammer. And like, I didn't know any of the rules and I just built models because I thought they were cool. And like, so like for me, like my experience, like younger, it's not like people trying to get into the game. Like they must see these. Because if you take 40k to 30k, the models in 30k are generally painted to a much better standard. I mean, it's fair to say. As it's um, someone. I, um, I mean, that, that is what a lot of people say. And based on what I've seen, I do think it's safe to say that, you know, in the 30k community, there's a larger emphasis on playing fully painted. You know, it's not, you know there are a lot of 40k players that do care about that but my experience at game stores are with like 40k is yeah it's the um 
emphasis on just completed well-painted stuff isn't really I, I, sh I should do the uh the some of the news stations that the quote out some say <laughs> so 30k is more painted than others <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it, it's it's true i mean uh, some people say like the 30k community is like pretentious because of that but um it's really just like you know the immersion is really like it's a the historical version so it's like the immersion is very important to us um and i you know i don't think that i speak for the whole community but you know well I, I, what are you gonna say i was gonna be like well actually no yeah. um actually <laughs> but um one, one thing that i do also think is important to point out like a fully painted army is a fully painted army. If somebody looks at it and they're like, wow, my army is fucking hideous. Like, I did such a shitty paint job. It's not about that. It's about the fact that somebody put in the effort, you know? No, definitely. And it's like, um, for, for me, it's like one of my favorite things to do is to watch someone that painted a tank, like IEU, that painted a tank that you're not personally happy with, but I think it's awesome, and then watch the hobby progress and see it develop into something much better. Oh, the when I did the pictures of the Spartan, you know, the one-year difference and, like, you know... Yeah, man. It's hobby progression. Totally different paint style, different techniques. I think it, it adds and it, it just gets better. But going back to... <laughs> What the the first part of this segment, um, which is you know to keep asking questions to JP here and stop drifting off. <laughs> yeah. But yo, JP, what was your best performing unit from that game? Honestly, like I don't even know. <laughs> like, it's like it's one of those things where I, I still don't even have a grasp of what's in my army, and uh, um, it was just good to take in that first game. So I can go back and reread the rules and then be like, oh, I remember that. And then it would make more sense for the next time. And then, then I can, you know, start strategizing on my own and know exactly which unit did the best. It's really, no, it's a hard, it's, it was hard to, to, you know, keep track with everything that was going on and just trying to learn each phase and of each turn. So... Would you have any uh, good tips or um, for someone who is looking to get into the hobby, like that you personally would do differently, like next time? If well, if that wasn't next time at this point, you got a game under your belt. I I think like even though you guys might not have thought it worked out too well, I thought the two v two worked out well for me personally as a brand new player. And um, like it, it might seem even more overwhelming. But then, like you just, like I said, you get more of like more events per turn because there's more people and there's more things going on. So you kind of see like five things happening at once as opposed to like one or two because it's just two people one one on one. No, so definitely. I, I, yeah, I definitely think play playing a big group as your first game, and that way you have everyone, you know filling in the blanks for rules that, that people forget, like, oh, yeah, you can't do this, and then someone will be like, yeah, yeah, but you can do that, and then, like, you know, it might seem overwhelming, but you're just getting in so much information, so much more information, that it might speed the, speed up the process in learning. 
It's a really good point. Yeah, man. That's yeah, man. Solid. Also, um, I just totally remember this. For choosing your paint scheme, how did you go about doing it? Because this is an important point for people that are looking to get into it. Oh, yeah, because I'd also like to add, I did say this in the last episode, but, like, when JP first, you know, when you first were like, yeah, you know, I want to paint them, whatever. I was like, yeah, man, bring them over. I'll do this, this, and that. And you're basically like, no, fuck that. I want to do it myself. And I was like, I remember when I basically, you know, you didn't say it in, in those exact words, but when I pretty much received that message, I was like, fuck yeah. And I just started jerking off. My wife's like, we're in the living room. And she's like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, JP wants to paint his own miniature. So It was kind of the thing that, like, even though I knew you said that if I came to the to play without a painted army, it wouldn't have been a big deal. I was like, you know, what? I, I owe them that much to, to do it. And I wouldn't have had time to bring my stuff over but before then to do it. So I was like, well, I have like a week and a half to go. I might as well just get the stuff from around the corner from my work and then, you know, do it in a day or two. And then uh, the other question about the paint scheme, like I watched the video and I think as we were talking about it on Saturday, like the vi- I did watch a video, but the video I think was the official like Game Workshop YouTube channel. Really? And yeah, so they had like an entire list of all the colors you would need and i was like i'll take the first two because it's just like the primer and like the, the main color because i'm not doing any of that detailing in this week <laughs> up to that game like i'm just gonna get at least the the color on the on the figures and then you know call it a day so whatever the official color they that they suggested using that's what i used and then for the primer um and I was reading about all that. A lot of people are like use white underneath to make the color pop more, and other people are like, "Well, black is more noob friendly because, you know, if you can't get into the corners with the paint, at least the black will act like a shadow." And uh, and it did, and it, and with the color of the army being that that teal with the black underneath, it kind of gave it like a camo effect. But then, like after the second coat, it it you know it was pretty pretty much went away but yeah the black definitely um you know filled in the blanks where where i couldn't or because i didn't really have good lighting either so i was just like trying to like paint everything that i could so anything that didn't get covered had the black and it just i guess gets looks like shadows and and it worked out kind of well no it's 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 pretty awesome that you know I think when I started in the hobby, YouTube really wasn't a thing. So it's like uh, trying to find paint schemes. You just like look at the white dwarfs and be like, "Oh, that'd be fun." Like, it's it, oh JP it, White Dwarf Magazine is like a magazine Games Workshop makes. Do you know about um, White Dwarf? Actually, um, <laughs> do you know do you know what White Dwarf is, JP? JP? No, I have no idea. So I'll show it to you. I have several. Ooh. Um, I actually, if you they're covered in room, stains. <laughs> yeah, all the pages are stuck together, and like in maybe one or two of them, you might find a picture of JP's mom, like Ooh. glued. Yeah. So anyway, um, White Dwarf Games Workshop they have a magazine called White Dwarf, and it's basically a monthly magazine. It's just about you know their aspect of the hobby. So that's what Lewis was just referring to. All right. So now the YouTube's around. I think it's a really great tool for 
people that are getting into the hobby that need ideas or tips or tricks on how to paint stuff. I think it's a great tool for people. I don't know. Just me on yeah, my rampage. It definitely comes uh, comes in handy. I mean, I didn't watch more than two minutes of the video. I was like, oh, those are the two colors I need. Perfect. Shut it off. When I, <laughs> I know. Like, I, awesome. I give off the, the best impression of this. It's like, yeah, I put in the most or the least amount of effort possible. Yeah, I mean, but I, the fact that, you know, sorry, what are you going to say? No, I was going to say, like, but it's not because I'm not, I wasn't interested. It's like I wanted to get everything, like, done and ready in time for the to game. And, uh, I mean, that's what people do. Like, yeah. you know. Um, but, like, one thing that I'm curious about is, like, it seemed as though, like, you know, and this is kind of going along the lines of, like, something a lot of people say is where it's, like, the heresy gamers are more pretentious, where, like, you know, they have, like, a snobby perspective with, like, the fully painted expe expectation. So, like, what made you decide to... Like you said, you owed it to us to kind of like at least put some kind of effort in. Like, yeah, you know, where when you a week before coming over, I guess is when about when you were um, invited, right, or something about that, something like that. And um, I think it was it was like two, yeah, like two weeks. We we decided um, our wives were busy enough that we could get a thing going. Fuck yeah! <laughs> so it's like, what what kind of like made you decide like you know I do kind of oh you know I'm going to this my friend's house this is clearly a hobby that's important to them and like you just decided like you know i want to it's almost like you know almost i don't know it seems almost like a respect thing like you know i want to kind of like at least put some kind of effort into to painting my army yeah that's like, exactly what, what sparked that's, that? that's um like i think back to um i think just in general it's a, like common sense courtesy or at least was for me um, especially the fact that, like, when I opened up the box the first time and I saw everything was, like, unassembled, I'm like, oh, give me a break. And then you were like, oh, I'll do it for you. And it was like, the least I could do after you did all that was ha come to the the table with a painted army. It's like the least I could do. Um, then, like, I think back, like, other games that I play, like Magic, for instance, like, trying to teach somebody playing for, like, the first time. And, um, like when they're just putting cards out because they can versus like trying to actually come up with a strategy. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I feel like at least putting in the effort to try to, you know, play the game and put, you know, thought into it as opposed to just, oh, I have cards. Let me just put these down because I don't give a shit about playing. Like, you know, some people I know. And um, <laughs> so I try not to be that way. <laughs> nice. Um, so, you know, it was just the least I could do. And plus, like, I like the concept of, like, team colors, you know, like, every army's got their own color scheme and all that stuff, so it's like, I don't want to just show up with, like, right out of the box miniatures with that gray color. Yo, do you know much about the lore, 30k? Or is that still, like, not a massive factor or a draw for you right now? Um, in the, in the week up to, um, sat, like all last week I was watching a couple different things, but it was also while I was at work. So a lot of it was like, you don't absorb it all, but I was listening to stuff about Sons of Horror so I can at least, you know, hear what they were about. And, nice. um, I mean, Chris has given me a couple of books over the years that I just like n never wind up reading, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> like, but they do smell good and they look nice. 
<laughs> yeah, isn't that one of the first things you commented on when you came over was the smell of the uh, Forge World books? Yeah, like that's top quality, top quality stuff. Uh, as frustrated as I am with Forge World right now, with like their recent shenanigans that are basically Games Workshop's fault, um, like their books are fucking amazing. Dude, they, they do put a lot of effort into those black books. Like, yeah, for sure. Well, but even their, their red books, like, it's just the production value is always really good. As, aside from the black book seven, which JP, you haven't really been exposed to. Basically, they, they sell these $100 books called the, they're the black books. And uh, book seven was this $100 book that people bought, and then it was filled with tons of typos and shit and mistakes that were just never edited out. <laughs> so nice. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. But um, not to get too hung up on that. But it, you know, it, that's it, a ramp for a different time. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. I, but, I feel um, like the. I feel like I, I've learned so much though, just from the first two podcasts you guys did with the uh, fluff hour or whatever it's called. Oh, getting, getting fluffed by, by Craig. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fuck yeah. Hopefully, Craig, Craig will uh, return in the next episode. He's here recording <laughs> us. What yeah. are you on about, <laughs> Craig? <Bob. laughs> He's here. He's always here. The Craigbot is always. Oh, he's always listening. Um, he's being trained no, I, by the Mechanicum. We, you know, uh, being busy people. Uh, eventually, Craigbot will grow his voice back, and we'll have the getting fluffed by Craig section again. Uh, instead of just us idiots rambling on. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I figured that, you know, the law for, like, some people is, like, how they get into the game. And it's, like, I was just curious, like, you know, how much did that play on you? Or is it just literally Chris sending you, like, pictures of him, his dick, and, like, the law, <laughs> and being like, yo, is this good? <laughs> yeah, it was, um, when he sent me a picture of his dick with, like, with the armor and the guns, like, glued to it, <laughs> I was like, dude, I have to get into this. So that's really what got me. Like that's what I thought the lore was. I thought it was just you know <laughs> dick pics of Chris and other guys, and I thought that's what everyone did. The funny, th- my first exposure to um, that sort of gaming was back in high school. A friend of mine had the, the miniatures painted, and and I didn't know if they were a game or not because like they were so detailed, and um, like I didn't even want to touch them. I thought they were like you know, high quality, whatever, uh, sculptures. And then for a while, it just seemed like people never actually played the game. They just painted the miniatures. So I was like really confused as to what the game entailed. And then, you know, once Chris sent me the pictures of his dick, I was like, oh, that's what you do with them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I glued a little space marine helmet to the head because it was like perfect size, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's why that's why those um those rocket ship bikes or whatever that your army has pretty much look like big penises. That's a common criticism, isn't it? Like people c- criticize those jet bikes as looking like dicks. Lewis, have you heard that, Lewis? Hello. Uh, <laughs> we lost him. Yeah. He's he's taking a picture of his dick to send it to us. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Furiously masturbating to my voice. Yo, are you able to hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we heard you come back. I don't know what's going on right now, but no, like now you said that to me. Now I'm just imagining the the guy that you've got the the finger pointing off. Uh, 
your captain is just riding around on a giant dick. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> there you Cock go. Rocket. Dude, that's... It's a, maybe now it makes sense. But, you know... I would it like makes to point sense. out that, like, even though I was, like, all like, yeah, JP, don't worry about it, you know? I, I'm glad that you followed through and, like, <clears throat> got a color on there, because when we were playing the game, like, that that color looked awesome on those miniatures, but also, um, like, I mean, I don't know, just the, the coat looked great. Like, there weren't any mistakes, didn't look like. Oh, there's like, there's a ton, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like it, you did it to an extent. Like it looked good, and then on the tabletop from like three feet away, like it, it was awesome because I was able to tell who was what. You know, cool man. Yeah, they so, they look pretty spiffy. They're right next to me. The whole the box is right next to me. Fuck yeah! If you're like many of us now, you have a bunch of plastic sitting there. You're like, I should paint that. You're like, <laughs> ah, and then you get sidetracked onto something else. <laughs> yeah. I like when, when when Chris is like, oh, yeah, and then uh, you get this kind of paint and you can make the base look like, like rocks and sand. I'm like, yeah, yeah I think I'm okay. <laughs> the black base is fine. Uh, but, yeah, like, yeah, I like the color. It's pretty cool. One no, day. Like Woo. Well, like my, my goal for next is to convince him to uh, paint all of the metallics. Because, basically, if he just gets all the metallics on there, and then does the basing you could call it done right the metallic i kind of i kind of like the the black guns <laughs> <laughs> just a standard black it's just yeah. i like green on black it's perfect i think i'm not going to touch them anymore well, well technically like the army will take like their guns and they'll like spray them in camo paint so it's not technically incorrect i mean they might have done that back then it's just like yeah we got like suicide black guns yeah, perfect. Right. I I picked the color scheme that I could be as lazy as possible with. That's, <laughs> the, I think I asked Chris too, and I'm like, are there any um, armies that are the color of the plastic miniatures when you first get them out of the box? <laughs> <laughs> like, which army is gray? I was like, or which armies are black so I could spray paint them all in one color and just be done with it? Yo, can you do gray uh, space wolves in in that black gray? Or would it be too light? I'd probably be too late. What you mean? Just leave them, pl- leave them like, <laughs> yeah, leave them like blank plastic. Just leave them, yeah. Yeah, just call them space wolves and just don't paint them. <laughs> that would definitely impress the shit out of people. <laughs> oh man, space wolves players are like cringing in their graves right now. That's we like saying, yeah, this plastic's fine. You can just leave them. <laughs> no, it's a little shade darker, actually. <laughs> They're not actually heresy players. Gosh darn it. No, I, I totally hear you. I'm I'm a pretty lazy painter myself, but like the more I paint, the more I see my skills getting a little bit better and I'm I'm willing to try a couple of things. So I told when I first started playing, man, I, I one color. I'm like three color standard. I'm like, alright, cool. Let me just paint three colors on the model and call it a day. Yeah, well, I mean in the beginning, that's what it's like, you know? Like, that's what I was like. I remember I never even painted more than, like, a handful of Blood Angel miniatures. And I'm just like, I can't figure out how to make this look good. So I was like, I just want the easiest, quickest way. Like, 
I remember buying a bunch of spray paint and spray painting a bunch of fucking Blue Angel Space Marines back in like 2008. And like, I filled in all the detail and I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> you didn't apply the uh, two thin coats rule. Nah, man, I didn't want to fucking use a single brush on that shit. I had no fucking patience. <laughs> um, I was like, fuck that cancer. <laughs> Just breathing it in. Going to town. I feel like yeah, I feel, feel like that's pretty standard for most people when they start. It's like one color. Yeah, it's all good. Oh no, I've sprayed too much. Can't tell the details details anymore. Is that a uh, space gun or is he just happy to see everyone else? Yeah, I still have a bunch of those models too. Like, I can't. I don't. I don't have the heart to get rid of them because I'm like, what if I just want to use them one day? You know, I could just, now. Now I know how to strip the plastic without melting it. Because at the time, the only thing that I knew of for like stripping plastic miniatures was fu- or stripping miniatures in general was like fucking paint thinner. But that'll melt plastic, so that it will. Now there's cool stuff like simple green, or I forget the purple stuff. I f- what's that called? I don't fucking know. Purple shit. <laughs> That will strip it right down. Makes your hands burn too. Wear gloves. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Dave Chappelle has a skit where he talks about grape drink. I don't know why it just made me think of that. <laughs> Sugar, water, purple. Alright, so on the free hour game, you totally saw me and Chris like totally looking up rules because we don't know them off a lot of them off the top of our heads. You know, did that make you feel like more comfortable that we're just like basically idiots playing the game and <laughs> everyone's at the same level, really? Yeah, I, w- I mean, I would think with the rule books that big, um, that no one's going to really know things off the top of their head. But I mean, I'm probably wrong with that. And that there's people that, again, are freaking out like, I know everything cover to cover. But uh, yeah, it was good to know that, like, <laughs> you know, that like. Like an 80s wrestler. <laughs> Listen, brother. I know all the rules. But, uh... You got the sunglasses that are just one fucking window pane. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's good that, that, not, that we have to look up rules. I mean... I can't... It's just... I don't know. It's just good, I guess. It just makes you feel a little bit more comfortable. You're like, oh no, these guys are the same as me. They don't know everything. They just know the simple strategies. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's more frustrating. It's like, God, I thought these guys were going to teach me how to play, not fucking read a book the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone's wondering, that is literally what happens. We forgot the rules for taking down a building, so we ended up reading the book, trying to find the rules for a good 30 minutes, I would say. Yeah, so... Which is good. That's why there's a fridge full of beer and uh, helps pass the time. And and the venison tacos. Yes, that that was perfect compliment to our drinking. Fuck yeah! Help me sober up. Exactly. I just kept eating venison tacos all night. I felt like a pregnant woman by the end of the day. Probably were. You probably amazing. were. Now. now was the baby like the size of the forearm or <laughs> you're talking about turds, aren't you? 
there's only one type of baby you can have unless you're not you're hiding something from us and you had like that injection that that one dude had to have a kid wait what yeah i think i read it somewhere like this man that had a baby because like i'm pretty sure it's out there that's awesome good for them yeah. it's probably the chinese because they do shit like that <laughs> 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 Like, there's a guy in China. Like they, they actually did that. They found a place, but then I guess you know they didn't carry it. It was pretty weird when I read the story. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I think I read that too. Really, was it science fiction? No, I think it was like in the past couple of years. Like it wasn't a long time ago. Good for them. Yeah. So yeah, men can carry babies. Who knew? (laughs) On that note, no. So, you know, we we had the experience and then, um, you know, the overall environment, how was that for you? Like, friendly, like, I played in, like, not going to name an edition, but it's fairly recent and it's in the 40k uh, where <laughs> I've gone and, like, people were pretty douchey and it, it wasn't a fun time. Yeah, that's what um, was cool about it was the, the social aspect of it was a lot of fun. So even if I didn't have fun gaming, I had fun being around everyone and just hanging out. But I did have fun gaming too, so it was a it was a good night. Nice. But like I I know that like from listening to to stories from Chris, like you know, like getting to a table with with uh, miniatures that aren't completely detailed, and people just like scoff at you and just throw you out of the store. I'm like oh, that sounds like <laughs> fun game to get into. I was like, sign me up. <laughs> so, so, so hanging out with people and like having a good time, and you know, not a bunch of neckbeards at a store, like we were at the one time that he told me the story, um, made it a good time. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's one thing that like I think is also very common in like the heresy, like community. At least like among like I listen to a lot of like heresy podcasts, and it seems like one common theme like throughout the fucking world is like neckbeards yeah yeah that definitely <laughs> definitely um with like last week's lunch stuck to their shirt yeah. but like one and a coke th- and a coke in their hands it's got to be a coke no could be a diet, pepsi no 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 diet coke with a fucking triple decker whopper in the left hand but a diet coke because you know gotta watch them calories no it's more um, like a diet mountain dew <laughs> there you go no just the syrup because you know fuck yeah but um it's just like they're overall like it's more it's less about even though like there's a big emphasis on the hobby aspect and like the pride that's involved in that but also like the whole um just hanging out with friends you know and like enjoying people's company you know having fun bullshitting busting each other's fucking balls about stupid shit Going off on tangents that are not related to anything you're doing right at that moment in time. <laughs> Lots of mom jokes, you know, stuff yeah. like that. That's my favorite part. So, so I, you know, one of my friends, I work in an industry, and he was going over to the UK, and uh, he was worried that, like, you know, he wasn't going to fit in. And in the first shop he walked into, the the guy, you know, after like a couple of minutes, your mom jokes come out. And he goes, oh, no, it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the universal, like, no, it's just 
Oh, he's gone. Where'd he go? It's like, there's like right. a, um, a scene in, in Euro Trip where the one guy's like, man, the, the British are just on another level of swearing. <laughs> they are. That's why I picture like when you go to a game shop there and it's just like throwing insults we wouldn't even think of. You know what I other. love about you know what I love about Australians is they use the word cunt more than anyone in the fucking world. I don't know about that. That might be a tough one. Really? Yeah. Are, yeah. The, are, are the British Isles like that too? <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's a lot of swearing going on. It's uh. I think I think it's just that culture, you know. You know, I I swear a lot. You swear a lot, JP. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you swear a lot. Uh, sometimes I can. I, I try to keep. Uh, I try to keep it clean for the airwaves. Respectable. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, because Chris's mom's listening, and I don't want her to be offended. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He went there. I want to say a joke right now, but I know I should hold back on it. Yeah, hold back. <laughs> All I know is hearing that made my ass hurt. <laughs> I need a fucking man palm. But so you know, it felt you know, so you had a comfortable, enjoyable time. Did it yeah, make yeah. you want to read the rules more, or look at more units, or expand the army, possibly? Um, definitely reading the rules so that I can play with what I have so far and like competently. And then, you know, after that, then I can look into expanding, but definitely getting a grasp of the rules and, and getting into it more often would be my first priority before, you know, worrying about other armies or upgrading the current one. Although on that list I, that I have, like it, there's like a, I think what, like a 2000 point, uh, list too so you know I, I have the options to go bigger if i need to so that's kind of cool yeah um when chris made that list he made an option with um transports so i think it's really just like i we have to look at it two rhinos three rhinos well like, it's more but... than that because it's it's an extra 500 points so it's it's more than just a couple rhinos i wonder yeah, if there's it's a pretty dope list so yeah, we'll have to look at it and see, because... Um, yeah, yeah, definitely getting... Side. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, definitely getting more games under my belt, and then uh, I'll worry about the other stuff. But learning the rules, reading the rules, playing more uh, without any help, that'll that'll be my next goal, I think. It's a pretty good goal. Pretty good goal. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm glad, like, to you know, you, when you know people that play that you can you don't just get a a box and then be like oh now i have no one to play with and too intimidated to go to a, a game store and play i know that there's a, the game store by by chris and i um they they play on monday nights i think they play 40k yeah but the, the owner said that they do do 30k too but it's mostly 40k but they do other things like 30k and it's always it's an not- option if we need to you know go out more and play more yeah. often. That's the one kind of thing I wish for our area that there was, uh, you know, within a closer distance, more people with a uh, wider army variant. I guess that would be the best way of describing that. Like, 
it's it's you know to play different units and, and kind of get a variety of what different armies can do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't even fucking know. Like, because of my schedule, I don't even know if there's a lot of 30k players like in my neighborhood. I do know that there's um, people. When I look at the stats for the podcast, there's people like within a few miles of where I live that listen to. Um... By the way, I live in um, the Lawrenceville area by Princeton in uh, New Jersey. So, if anybody's listening, they could just email the podcast at nj30kgroup at gmail dot com. And uh, we could fucking set up some game days. Um, Go down to the sex dungeon. You know, have a couple of beers. Never leave. Never leave, exactly. <laughs> yeah, hey man, you know, the the walls are definitely filled with dead neckbeard bodies. You know, with a lot of Vaseline around the assholes. Well, the good the good thing about that is that they smell better dead than when they're alive. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bam! Like I just wh- go ahead. I was like, I'm I'm not surprised. Like the, when I walk into your like storage area where you've got all of these unbuilt. Up, oh, where'd he go? Are you hosting another fucking porn site? Right. So what happens when you watch Pornhub at the same time as uh, a yeah. Discord? You, Stop the bandwidth. Off. Yeah. yeah. You there yet? You there? Well, yeah. Getting back on the subject of hygiene, they took out the carpet. <laughs> they took out the carpet in, in the one game shop that we used to frequent, and uh, it, it made a huge difference in how much better it smells now. Dude, is that the game shop where like the linoleum uh, tiles in the bathroom are literally eaten through, because um, of, like right in front of the toilet because of like the little pit like penal drips? I don't know because I've never used the bathroom there, and I think that was I think <laughs> I that was on purpose. Like I was never going to. I mean, that's the kind of bathroom that you only use if you have to take an emergency shit. Well, at the time we lived close enough where even if I had to, I would have just ran home. <laughs> you you'd have wrist spatter down your pant legs. Like, yeah, I'd have the brown rather than going there. Have the brown bear chase me all the way home. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I'm a runner, so I'm I've had to you know sprint halfway across town before for that reason. <laughs> so it's not something not not new. Oh no, it's happening again. <laughs> have you ever yeah. seen him running across town? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, especially when it when it hits you when you're like the furthest point from your house on your on your, you know, normal route. And it's like, oh great, and then like you're like basically cutting through people's yards. <laughs> that's awesome. That, that's but yeah, that's the same effect. Game shop bathrooms will have on you. Yeah, that some of them are not in the best shape. It's around here at least. Yeah. But what a, you know. I mean, let's just blame the magic players. Yeah. <laughs> you want to just go What there? are they drinking? <laughs> I'd rather just blame the Yu-Gi-Oh players since I don't know. <laughs> Is that even a thing? That game's still around? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Dude, that's. Oh, um, it... actually, it's the biggest selling game in. I don't know. 
I pulled magic was magic can get pretty expensive. I magic keeps. I think some stores like like rely on Friday Night Magic basically. Yeah, probably. Dude, some of those cards are ridiculous, and I'm complaining about Forge Worlds, and you're paying that for a card. That's I just want to. I just want to get a Black Lotus so I could slam it down on the table and be like, Black Lotus, Black Lotus. <laughs> Well, the Magic was doing a thing for a couple of different blocks. Where they were putting out these things called event decks, which I think they were like 25 bucks usually, and they had a pretty comprehensive lineup of cards, and it was a pretty good deck that, like... Because I stopped trying to put together my own decks because I'm just like, it, it could get too expensive and too... I don't know. Well, the Whatever. competitive factor almost broke my wife and I up a few times. I remember one day I was fucking with her when we were playing and I was like, this was back when we lived upstairs from you guys. Yeah. And I was like, you're just like, what was that? What's the word? It's not incompetent. I was like, your, your character defects are why you're losing right now. <laughs> and she got so mad that she started taking like as many dice, like I had a bowl of dice there for like tokens and shit. And she started taking dice and she's like throwing them at me as hard as she could. And, um, she would. I I haven't seen her that mad. If I like went and fucked a hooker, she wouldn't be as mad as she was that day. Yeah, that it got pretty intense. I remember that. Yeah. Good old uh, times. I'm I'm the type of magic player that goes onto my iPad and downloads the app. <laughs> Just plays it that way. Yeah, I have a. I have a an old PC game that they. Uh, that I'll download on every computer I have because it's fun to play like when you're by yourself. But yeah, when it comes to like building decks and stuff, like it just got too expensive. And because like you put all that personal time and effort into it, like if you lost, you're like fuck. Like you just take it a lot harder, a lot more personally. That's why I just like if I buy a deck that's already made, I got I can blame someone else. But like, you should have put together a better fucking deck. But that's magic. That's why I like the app. Like you just play the game on the phone, and then you challenge people, and it's like you pay twenty bucks on this app, and you just sit there, and you're like, "All right, I can deal with twenty bucks." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll yeah. Have to check it out. I think we probably moved past the whole. Um... <laughs> Noob. Yeah, we've gone into a magic rant. What's I going on? I, I think we pretty much probably covered everything, right? Yeah, we did. It was we we covered a lot. Um, I, did we? Do I feel like we missed anything? Probably. Can I think of it? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, basically, if you're a person thinking of getting into the game, just um, go for it. And you know what is this thing called again? Betrayal of Calf. That box that that these guys have been talking up the past couple episodes. You can get a lot out of it. And uh, if you're not trying to spend a lot of money to get into the hobby, that's a great way to go. And, um, you know, pick a pick an army with an easy paint scheme. Just spray them real quick. Be over and done with it. And uh, make sure you game with people that don't suck, like, as people. Like, personally. You know, <laughs> personality-wise. Make sure they don't suck and that you can enjoy the, the gaming, you know, the game time that you have with them. Because that makes it more enjoyable. Because if the game sucked and then the people sucked it's just like you know never do it again but, 
But luckily, the game was cool, and you play with cool people. And now I want to play again. So how about that? Oh, yeah. Win for heresy. But definitely, yeah, definitely, if you're going to get into it um, as a new player, find people that are cool. I mean, you know, like, I don't know if I'd recommend going randomly to, a, like, a Monday night game night and just, like, hoping people aren't douches about it. Like... You know. Would you say having Chris playing the game and like helping you along the way helped a lot too? Yeah, definitely. Because like I trust him, and his. his That's ta- a bad mistake. Don't don't trust. Him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've known him long enough where like I know how to filter out what to trust and what not to trust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so like when he's drawing something and then he gives it to me, I know I should. Pr- <laughs> Not to look at it in front of my kids or something, like my birthday card. It's just like a boner shooting. <laughs> oh, we missed one of the best things he was talking about. Yeah, what happened? Oh, did you right. get booted? There we I... go. Sorry, right, we're having crazy issues, technical issues tonight, apparently. <laughs> it's the magic of editing. It's probably going to be in the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. So wait, yes. you're talking about don't tr- if I draw a picture, don't, yeah, don't. If you, it's probably if gonna you, be a cock and balls with like <laughs> a fucking load shooting. Nine times out of ten, that's exactly what it is. And um, the detail on it is incredible that you want to show people <laughs> and just be like, look, yo, look at my friend drew. This is awesome. Look at the detail in the veins, like the shadowing and and like the the cross hatching or whatever it's called on the veins. It's awesome. And they're like, yo, how old is your friend? Like, 15, 16? You're like, no. (laughs) He's fucking in his 30s. Yeah. Well, (laughs) Well, this reminds me of a story. Yeah, this reminds me of another story. I um, ran a program, like a chemical dependency, you know, intensive outpatient program, where people would come for like three hours a day. And you're talking like full-blown adults, like high-powered people, like in, in big companies and stuff. Like very, you know, um, I did some serious shit. Like it, you know, high level confidentiality, all that stuff. And um, so, what I would do in the office when I was alone is draw. Like I take post its and just draw tons of dick pics, like <laughs> cock and balls with like load shooting. Or I'd be like horse tits, and I draw a picture of a horse with buck teeth holding up big floppy tits. And I'd and I'd take these post its and I'd hide them throughout the office. So like under the desk on the underneath of it or like behind pictures on the walls. Um, I'd even go to the extent of printing out like Necromunda posters that were supposed to be for like terrain. I'd print them out on full eight and a half by 11 and then stick them to the wall um, and then put dick pic like drawn dick pics behind them. So when I after I left, I remember like earlier, like like at some point earlier this year, like a full-blown, you know, because I left in t- early 2017, the dude that took my place sent me a, a text, like something like, you know, I miss you or whatever. And then he <laughs> sent me a picture of some pics that he found, like almost a year later, um, of like just bulging fucking cocks. I'd take like five post-its and like line them down and I'd draw like an old man's groin with like his dick and then across five different post-its would be the nutsack stretching down. <laughs> and then the last post would just be like a fucking giant inflamed fucking set of testicles with like five hairs sticking off of it. 
And like that'd be like on the side of the desk and stuff. So, <laughs> and like you're talking like you know professional, like you know, yeah. So that's how I. You know, you know how like you go to like a place and they have like the artist who's like, "I'll draw you as a cartoon." It's like I'll, I'll draw you with a dick pic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put on your pants. Put on your pants. Let's just get real here. Come on. What does it really look like? Do you knee yourself in the balls when you walk, buddy? All right, we're gonna illustrate that. Earlier in the in the year, um, Chris and his wife came over, and um, when I had my my PlayStation Four in the living room still, and you know, I things kind of got uh, I let things go for a little while, so it was kind of dusty. And after they left, like I think the next morning, I'm walking by the PlayStation. I I noticed that Chris drew a dick in the dust. and i and i texted him and i don't he didn't understand what i was talking about and then until i finally told him yeah i I do it on such a level that i don't even know what i'm doing like well i mean you could just take uh last weekend like you know cake and you've drawn the the cock on it (laughs) oh i did that too oh yeah for your birthday yeah i I drew a dick on the cake because i didn't have any candles So it's a sensible substitute. He was just like, ah, just draw a dick on it. It'll be okay. (laughs) Yeah, makes everything better. I didn't even remember that that happened. (laughs) Great. It's probably after some some drinking. I think that was before the drinking. Yeah, I think it may have been. When we first first got home. It's hard to say at this point. It is. All right. So we, we hopefully... uh. We have truly covered, you know, the experience from JP's playing as a noob with us. And hopefully, you know, if anyone's actually listening and they're kind of like in the same position and want to play, you know, by the sounds of it, you know, if you know people or like if you're part of like any of these uh, US uh, 30K group on Facebook or uh, for us, it's our NJ30K group. There's the... um, you know, message people, see if anyone's around to help you out. You can always ask them for advice. Or just watch YouTube. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, for coats. sure. Yeah, so that I guess that is where you got the two thin coats from. Yeah. Duncan. Duncan. Yeah. yeah, thinning out with some water, whatever, and just go to town. Or the blood of your your loved one. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's soon. It, that would definitely help make it the perfect consistency if you use the blood of your loved ones. Yeah, blood's just got that consistency. It can't duplicate it with adding any amount of water to paint. It just won't come out the same. Praise Jesus. Jesus Christ blood. of Latter-day Saints. Yeah, in case anyone was wondering, JP stands for Jesus um, Pontius. Pre- That's my name. I was going to say Jesus Protects. <laughs> How about Jesus penetrates? In the yeah, case of I like in the case better. of this chat, it definitely sounds more like that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, your mom would definitely agree. So uh, yeah, that that was <laughs> you know we we did want to cover this in our three hour game session, but I think the audio slash ramblings were completely crazy in that recording i'm pretty sure yeah the audio was just 
fucking horrible. Like, it would have required a lot of effort that I just didn't have. Like, like serious, like, actual audit, like, editing experience, you know? And it, everything was just so, like... It's not like we were talking inside of an aluminum can. Yeah. So... That would be one in the summary? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. This isn't where I park my car. <laughs> yeah. I just want everyone to know that the Earth is flat. <laughs> yeah, that's why we represent it in a four by four table, and it's um, <laughs> and it's uh, miniatures that don't really have to worry about any real mountains. It's the thirty-first millennia, of course. <laughs> so, JP, do you want to lead us out with any kind of whacked-out fucking stories or any kind of like? Crazy shit that you've experienced in your life. You've got to you you had to have experienced some weird shit. Come on. Like what in general? Sure. Oh. Hmm. I don't know. It's uh, you worked in you worked in real estate for a while. Real everyone knows real estate agents are the fucking wackiest ones of them all, right? Well, actually, okay. Now that you brought up real estate office, <laughs> oh. there was um my my coworker who was not good with electronics at all. Like, it was just dumb. I mean, she was not even just electronics. Like, she sucked at everything. Um, so she had gotten a camera from her daughter, and she's like, "All right, I'm gonna use this camera to take pictures of the, the house that I'm listing." I'm like, "All right, great." She's like, "Can you just like, can you get the pictures off of here?" Or you know, she took the pictures and she came back. She's like, "Can you get the pictures off of here for me?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." So I'm going through all these pictures of the house and taking them off and. And then there's three pictures of like fingers being stuffed into like a fat pussy. <laughs> uh, so I, naturally, I saved them and I emailed them to my and I emailed them to my cousin. I'm like, dude, what does these pictures look like? He's like, hairy fingers and a fat pussy. I'm like, okay, I thought so. And then um, so I deleted them off the camera because I didn't know if they were from her or they were from her daughter. So I, I deleted them to, if they were her daughters, to do her a favor, um, you know, and whatever. And then she had another listing, like, a couple a couple days later. And when she gave me the camera to take the pictures off again, those pictures were still there. I'm like, what the fuck? Are they locked on here or something? <laughs> so I deleted them a second time. And then when she came back a third time for me to take the pictures off the camera, they were gone. So I was like, all right, good. I think like, I deleted them and then uh, like I took the pictures off of the house and then reformatted the card and then they were finally gone. But that oh. was a that was a pretty good like that was a funny story I thought. What if what if they weren't the same pictures <laughs> and like the woman was trying to send you a message like hey like I really want you to get up in there. <laughs> yeah, well. Um uh, apparently, I'd heard rumors that that was something that happened often. <laughs> so, Wait, she would give people a camera and they'd be pussy pics? Uh, no, uh, I don't. I don't want to get too detailed with it. Yes, but, um, just do it. Just fucking do it. Well, They'll never listen. <laughs> she was always complaining. She was married, and she was always complaining about um, not having any money. But she was at the bar like every night. So I'm like, man, for someone that has no money, she's always at the bar. That's probably why she has no money. But it turned out she was getting her drinks paid for by returning favors. 
Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's and then awesome. like I found out about it like after she had stopped working there. I was like, oh man, if I had known that, I would have you know like oh if you want me to take these pictures off the camera, you're gonna have to <laughs> whatever. But was she, was she a milf or was she just fucking less like a slob? Oh no, yeah, she was a complete complete slob. That's awesome. That's even better. But yeah, it was uh pretty. She's pretty rough. That's awesome, man. Yeah, the, I thought the camera picture was always something that. The, the camera story was always something that made me laugh. I mean, that, that's a visual that I'm probably never going to forget, and I didn't even see anything. I feel like it would probably still be in the outbox of one of my email accounts, but I don't. I think it's an email account I don't have the password for anymore. Gosh, so darn. I couldn't even recover it if I wanted to. That'd be awesome. That's the kind it, of stuff that like you turn into a wallpaper and then like hang it up in a room. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like hang it up just be like how did you get that well this lady (laughs) (laughs) that's that's a great story to kick us out on um how does somebody not know that there's close-ups of their fat fucking pussy with hairy fingers just shoved in there well how do they forget that they did that well i think the fact that they were on there after I deleted them a couple times was probably like, it probably wasn't intentional. Like they probably thought they were gone <laughs> and then surprise they weren't. That's why I, I think it was her daughter because if her mom didn't see them or even think like sure, she, she would have never known how to delete the photos in the first place. Hey, like, um, the, the mom. was it the daughter's phone? It was a daughter's camera first. And then she gave to her mom. <laughs> and then so like i worked with the mom so i'm That's guessing hilarious. they were pictures of her daughter that she thought she deleted before she gave them to her mom who didn't know what was really on there to to know that they were there because you know why give me a camera with your own pictures on it did she ever ask you to help her with something in the server room <laughs> no nothing like that nice but yeah that's a good story i like that yeah, one. Was, like that i said great. i still wish i had the pictures you know pictures didn't happen but i don't have them anymore yeah man i would love to have like like viewed them on a like eight foot wide projector screen like <laughs> and just like left it on for a couple of days just to like walk by it and just you know yeah there was there was no it was a close-up of of the good stuff <laughs> like, like it, it was like in there, like as like far as close as you can get, <laughs> like with the flash on, so like everything was in detail. Oh yeah, <laughs> everything was lit up in detail. Nice, and it was probably like a fucking like four megapixel camera. Like, <laughs> I would say that that's probably about the time. Yeah, they were like four yeah. megapixels, maybe even more, because I think. I think she had this camera after I bought mine first camera, and that was like seven megapixels. So it might have been like in that, in that range. Wow. So yeah, it was a pretty good detail of it. Damn, that's awesome. <laughs> that's a good I, story. I want to think of a nickname like Sausage Pussy or like I like beefy, Beefcake. I don't know. Yeah, it was it was pretty beefy. <laughs> beefcake. Dude, she must have got that camera like really close. It was super close. I don't even like 
what would possess someone to take a picture of that? Like, it wasn't even like a hot picture. It was just like, why would you take a picture that up close of your hand in there? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> floats your boat. Exactly. The, the real question is, why wouldn't you? <laughs> like, anyway. So, that was awesome. Yeah, it was like, whoa, that's not a house. <laughs> <laughs> It's as big as a house, but it's yeah, right? a car in that, but yeah. That must yeah, that must be the garage. You put a couple yeah. cars in there. Five yeah. car garage. <laughs> I love that we've gone on about this for at least fifteen minutes. That's fucking great. Yeah, to be honest, the story is just like it's a great story. It's I agree. <laughs> JP's like trying to help the daughter out, and it's like, <laughs> and it just kept coming back, and I'm like, oh come on, dude, it's like a fucking ghost story. And it's really, it's really great that that the mom had no idea how to use technology because she would. would Otherwise, there would have been some other pictures on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Johnny. I blew him for for a fucking shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I took my dentures out and then gave me another one. But dude, yeah. to do, to do that the, just for a drink, man. Yeah, was, you must be desperate. Oh, or yeah. just like a good sport, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, super good sport. Like a village bicycle, like everyone gets to ride. They sure did. Yeah, yeah she was she was a regular <laughs> there. That there would have been a great your mom joke in there, but I thought of it too late. And and then you know the sleeve of wizards like I don't know I've worked in the bike industry and like there's certain women that get on like a bike saddle and you know the sleeve kind of dangles over both sides. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Chris is like I need to get a job at a bicycle jump. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. So it's like fucking just like like just in the wind like. <laughs> dude it's working in a bike shop and fitting someone for a bike is like as an employee you you basically have to stare at that region so you kind of get a bit of everything cleavage camel toe moose camel toe uh... <laughs> and, and they're like do I look good on the bike and you're like yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> you ever have a dude's nutsack just fall out of his pant leg like his shorts? Oh, dude, the worst thing I've had happen to me is like I'm like pointing something out, and you know, the, the machine gun sp- spray that happens, like I literally Wait, hit what? my face. <laughs> like when someone talks and they just spit and it like sprays at you, yeah, like at a constant like fountain rate. Like this dude, like literally, I like needed to like wipe my face like 10 times and I kept like edging back and he kept moving closer. I'm like, dude, stay away. <laughs> He's probably had an erection. <laughs> He's like, I like your accent, boy. Oh, man. <laughs> Look, at... <laughs> Look at my balls on this bike. So... Oh, just going back to so for, for you okay. listeners that don't know, I, I'm a big bicycle enthusiast too. And uh, I've worked in many bike shops uh, when I was younger. And uh, 
it was I have a funny one. So I'm working in this bike shop and there was this guy that didn't show up. Well, he'd show up every day. And he had a tattoo that said like salvation on it. I was like, all right, poor nothing of it. He'd come in, he'd talk, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, and he'd just hang out. And uh, one day he came in with a uh, DSLR camera and he's like snapping pictures. I'm like, Ray, what the fuck are you doing with this camera? <laughs> like, and he's like, oh, I want a picture of you to put in my album. I was like, you certainly cannot do that. <laughs> I'm like, what album? <laughs> Yeah, he's like, it's the it's the album of like you know the guys that he's gonna that he plans on drugging up and. <laughs> it was it was the most creepiest moment, and the worst part was my brother was helping me out that day, and he was also snapping pictures of him, and we were like, we we're like, yeah, we're gonna have to delete those, or I'm calling the cops. <laughs> Was he? Was he have one hand in his pants or like in his pocket, just jerking off? That was the joke. Every time he came in, he'd be like, "Oh, Lewis, Lewis, and I, I need help with my bicycle." What's well, like that one guy at the football game? The the security guy, you know, he is in the news. He had his hand in his pocket, jerking off, and he was like ten feet away from the cheerleaders. I mean, I understand that one. I mean, <laughs> so that means you sympathize with the guy. But you're in a bike shop. I mean, I'm not really like good eye candy. <laughs> hey, Lewis, do uh, do my balls hang over the side of this? Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Can you just get a little closer? Yeah. Oh yeah, there you go. All right, <laughs> <laughs> we turned this into like a five minute tantrum on like weird situations that we've all been in. You know um, what? That's okay. You had some great news you wanted to announce on air. Why not? Oh yeah. So, um, so our events at Mythicos. It's a, you know, this game store in Sakasana. Oh no, I didn't realize that. I was about to go to the other game store down the road. Oh, oh. What if there was one? There is. All in one collectibles. Oh. Gee Willikers! I just can't believe it. Well, actually, actually. <laughs> um. So the exciting news is um, I was contacted today and asked. So they are having a convention June, I think, 8th and 9th, um, like a, a con of like probably about a thousand people. It's huge. Um, mm-hmm. And they want to have a heresy event. I guess they were, not I guess, they were really impressed by the fact that there's literally no heresy scene that they've seen. And then all of a sudden we're having an event and there's, um, you know, like right now, at least 25 people that are confirmed. Um, and they were like, you know, they didn't expect any really. So they want us to, um, or they asked if we could be in charge of a heresy event at this event, uh, at this con, which is basically going to consist of, um, you know, I'm not sure if we could do it, but like if we could, it's in eight months away, so um, you know that's we'd be interested in trying to get like a eighty-person event, like a two-day heresy event. Damn. So, yeah. Um, so there's not no harm in trying. You know, eighty people is a lot, but then again, if it's a two-day event, and I've already been asking, you know, certain people. Um. So. Will there be alcohol? That's a very good question. 
Um, that might also help increase attendance. Just saying. Yeah. So that's something that will be addressed. Um, um, so I'll have an answer on that, but not right now because it is something that I asked. But we right now there's no guarantees. But um, you know, it is something that I that I am looking into. So. I like how you start that story. Yeah, they literally expected no one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, to be honest, a lot of people are unfamiliar with the fact that there are a lot of people in Jersey that play heresy. You know, it's just we're, we're a different version of the scene. You know, a lot of us tend to be just like, you know, regular honestly, I think, people that well, I think, work. I also think a lot of us tend to be like a little bit older than like the average. Like, you know, it's it attracts more of like the veteran scene, like the people that like the older rule sets. You know, yeah, calculated yeah. rule sets. So, you mean you don't want to turn your tank sideways and move it up the field that way? Yeah, I, I don't know. It seems legal. Why not? Yeah. So like, Sorry. no, no, man, I I hear you. But like, I was like blown away by the fact that like, you know, I I was asked if I was interested in in doing this, and I was just like, you know, the fact that we've made enough of an impression thus far that they would want to have a heresy event, you know? It's just really cool. I was just like, holy shit, like, really? Um, and I asked if I could talk about it on the podcast, and he said, yeah, you know, so. But, the podcast so, is the most important point. You just gotta be on the podcast, or it's a deal breaker. Yeah, start yeah. advertising it now. Yeah, man, like, eight, you're talking about an 80-person event in eight months, so um, you know, I I asked some you know, people that we know. Um, Could this she, be event number two or three to the event? You um, know, I was I was wondering that. Like, it could potentially be event two, eight months away, or event three. Um, so, you know, because we were talking about doing it in four-month increments. But this is like, I'm thinking if we make this event two, you know, we could have a lot more time to, like, amp it up, a lot more time to just make it fucking, like, unforgettable, you know? Um, yeah. Definitely. That would, you know, unfortunately for me right now, I mean, like, in hectic mode, but I should uh, smooth out come, like, January. I think I'm only taking, like, what is it? Uh, An internship for my master's, and then I should be, like, pretty clear. So, but also you know, eight months from now, you'll be done with school, right? Yes. Fuck yeah. And Maybe. Poten- potentially a citizen of the United States. Fuck yeah. Ooh. Merca. Yeah. That's... I'm going to hold a donut up. Like, that's the flag. I'm going to get you an American flag, like, like jumpsuit. <laughs> when that happens. And we're just going to get you drunk and make you wear it. And just march you around JP's neighborhood with an American flag cape, and just gonna start chanting like "Merca" and like playing like like Pantera or some shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I thought you would have gone with the American like flag suit, where it's like the flag in a suit. No, no, I want you in like a jumpsuit, like a black dude with an afro in the '70s would would wear. You know, like like disco. With like, with like the aviator glasses that have the American flag on them, you know, like that. That's what I'm. That's just I thought of that, and I got so happy. I thought of like a dude listening to disco music, like nodding his head, like an afro and like aviators in like a jumpsuit, like a like a like a sweatshirt material jumpsuit. It's like American flag, 
And I just got so happy on the inside. So <laughs> that's what I want you to do. And uh, apparently it's now showing on the outside. I mean, <laughs> You've got your own flagpole that you're like now attaching like a little flag to it. Like, <laughs> we'll make that happen, Lewis. We'll make that happen. JP, how do you feel about that? I um, I am for it. Nice, without a doubt. We can we can have like a, a, a like a I don't know like a contest. Like we reach so many viewers or followers, this will happen if Lewis gets <laughs> his citizenship. Fuck yeah. That's we'll make a GoFundMe. Dude, we'll, we'll do a GoFundMe for like sandwich ingredients. <laughs> and like we'll make you a sandwich that you'll never forget. <laughs> Just as long as it's, uh, I don't know the best way of describing that. Um, there, there doesn't need to be. No special mayo. <laughs> oh, you mean don't jerk off onto it. <laughs> like that yeah. soggy biscuit game that like frat guys do. Well, from Van Walder, you refer to? No, oh, so no, we're, just, we're referring to real life. No, so uh, in England, totally going sidetrack. Like back when I was living in England, there was this McDonald's, and it got closed down because the employees were all jerking off in the mail. Great. Good for them, you know. Like everybody needs something to look forward to, and like you know, wake up in the morning and be like, "I like what I do," you know. So yeah. I want to know, know, how did they find out the dudes are jerking off in the mayo? Uh, I think it was people were complaining it was salty, and then they tested it, and it was like three different semen in there. Jesus. That's so cool. Yeah. So uh, just be, be careful when you go into a McDonald's. If it's salty, you know the mayo is wrong. Well, nice. make sure it comes in a packet. A packet is always good, because it was like one of those pump ones. That's cool. a lot easier to mess with the pumps. <laughs> I can just hear JP like gasping in the background. Uh, like, yeah, that's why I avoid mayo <laughs> altogether. Pack it, pump, whatever. You know, just slather it on. <laughs> no. Like, gee, Willikas, I hope there's some semen in this. Does it sound like when you're slathering it on with like a one of those extra wide butter knives? It's just like make like the sound of like a dog eating a woman's pussy, like like with peanut butter. <laughs> Yeah, you should do sound effects between like the vagina and the flapping of the wind, <laughs> and now the dog. Like you, <laughs> you're pretty convincing. I feel I feel like I'm on a bike on a two seater bike with someone <laughs> vagina flapping in the wind. Should I change the like podcast like setting to like explicit, like just to give people oh. warning, or should I just be like like Oprah Winfrey and just be, hey, like, be better? Let me just let's just end this <laughs> this this I'm pretty sure it's ended up being a two hour like hour talk of the actual gameplay and then just us on random tantrums. Yeah, JP's <laughs> up way past his bedtime. That's true. So yeah, it's been, literally been like what an hour probably an hour forty five. Yeah, but... uh, I think the last hour has been this. <laughs> you know what? Let's just roll with it. I'm not editing any of it out. Yeah, why would you? This is, Let's just this go is with a podcast. it. Yeah. So, um, you know, before we like ramble towards the end, another event we should probably give a shout out to because the guy running it is awesome, or one of the guys running it, Betrayer Four. If you haven't, sign up for it. 
I don't know specifics. I'm not looking at it. I just feel like I need to say. <laughs> yeah, go to the PA30K um, Facebook page, and um, they'll they'll have links for it there. They also have like a Facebook page like for the event, like called Betrayer, or some shit it's, like that. It's the but, um, Saturday, the seventeenth of November, from eleven thirty to eight at the Adventurers Guild in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah, those guys yeah. are fucking awesome. Like, those guys are the probably a big part of the reason why we have the podcast because you know going to their event, making us want to do our own event, then our event, you know, doing our event led us wanting to do a podcast. Um, they're just all like chill fucking dudes, and also Shane, the dude, one of the dudes that that runs it, is also one of the event organizers for our event, who I had already asked to be a part of. The, the one in eight months from now but um oh i see also, how it is yeah well you know um but like yeah they're, they're they're fucking awesome dudes and um their events are fucking incredible so oh and you know i don't remember what else uh, else i was gonna say i just cracked open my second um flying dog so praise jesus <laughs> No, it was <laughs> penis penetrate. No, Jesus. Yeah, I think we, we were think we were signing off for like the fifth time. Yeah, we, we are. All right. You know, um, if you guys have any questions, email the NJ30K group uh, at gmail.com. Uh, you want to send in your own story of a weird sexual situation you've been put into? We'll read it. Why not? It's just adding comedy. <laughs> yeah, and all you know, I love the socially awkward ones, like open mouth, like blinking, like you know, open mouth breathing, all that. Um, JP, and, are and there any kind of what? I was, I was gonna say, like, if you write in anything, um, Chris will try to reenact it with sound effects <laughs> that he makes up himself. Oh so yeah, that, especially if it's a sloppy pussy. Fuck yeah. yeah. So that's something to look forward to. So that should be a good encouragement. JP, are there any uh, music uh, selections that you'd like to encourage for the uh, outro here? What do you have, like a jukebox in front of you? <laughs> I'll just have you email me the fucking song. Oh, like you're not going to do it here live, you mean? No, yeah, I don't gonna... have that capability yet. He's going to open his wing pipes and, and sing us fun. out. <laughs> uh, I'll Yeah, I'll think of something and I'll let you know. Like Thanks, blame bro. Canada, no. Fucking Canadians. What or, do they know? What do they no. know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed this uh, episode. That, you know, I hope we encouraged people. And yeah, if you're uh, on the fence, just jump over it and <laughs> play. Just don't even look what's underneath. There could be nothing. <laughs> just jump, jump the fence, and and, just... and maybe something will happen. Jump the fence. Even if the dog mauls you to death, you'll still have fun in the process. Yeah, that was beautiful. It was right. I feel. I feel like the the dog mauling you to death is a metaphor for the guys at the shop that won't let you like play unless you have everything painted in detail. <laughs> so that might be something that you'll encounter when you jump over the fence. But you know what? Try to enjoy it while you can.
now I've just got an envision of this guy with a neck beard who's like sitting at the bottom of the fence and is about to bite you as you like land on the ground. Like, nice. Fucking... And you see his butt crack with a bunch of magic cards poking out. <laughs> All right. We're I'm not lucky. intentionally saying that any of this is bad. We're not trying to offend anyone. Yeah, we all play magic, and we've all had magic cards up our ass. So, and I'm overweight. So, and I have a neck bit. So, on that note, <laughs> sweet tits. Oh yeah. All right. Thanks everyone right. for listening, and uh, yeah. enjoy. Get the fucking cake ball out of here. How the story goes
like an Amazon. Wow. 